So Trey and I might be able to agree that one of the more underrated races in NASCAR, and it's only the Truck Series this evening, not the Xfinity tomorrow, which it actually used to be, or the Cup Series on Sunday, which would be great, but it is a pipe dream that it would ever happen, is at Indy Race Park. It may have a corporate name attached to it now, but I don't really remember it, nor do I really care to have to remember it because they're not a sponsor of ours here in the fast lane, and I am petulant like that. Are you talking about the track they're racing tonight? Yes. It's called IRP. Yes, Indy Race Park. Yeah. Which it used to have a corporate sponsor name. It still does. Well, we can just go with IRP, Indy yeah. Race Park, because why See, not? check out the video of Michael Massey trying to figure out the name. Happy Hour <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> yes, M underscore Massey 22 to see if he actually retweeted it there if you want to add him for it. He did. Good for him, taking ownership of that. Speaking of taking ownership, who better than to find us as we take ownership of picks that are probably going to go wrong in... Our votes of confidence. Nothing provides the intended inspiration quite like a vote of confidence. The confidence I think that the team has. You know, winning makes you feel good, makes you confident. Now, here's our votes of confidence, inspiring you with the certainty you're seeking. So we've opined for an ever brief second on the races this coming weekend. Trey, first of all, do you have any projections of what will actually transpire tonight in a race where the two co-favorites are Ty Majeski and Corey Heim fairly stoutly over Carson Hosever, Zane Smith, and Christian Eckes. I like Lane Riggs. He was fourth fastest. He's in the Spire car, which Spire truck, uh, which uh, has shown ability to win on on road course or on short tracks with uh, um, with uh, Kyle Larson. Uh, this year at uh, North Wilkesboro. So I like Lane Bridge. I like Raja Kruth outside of the playoff drivers. So uh, that's that's what I'm looking at right now. So first of all, I'm going with no on Lane Riggs because he spells his name with a Y. And why complicate Lane any more than you have to? I, I love Raja Kruth. He always practices well and drives well. And I think it'd be a great story, obviously, part of the NASCAR Drive for Diversity program. And, and you know, we've got a soft spot for those guys here in the fast lane, those guys and gals both who are through that program, and it's grown, and we're starting to hear more about drivers. But you also have to call a spade a spade. He struggled to close the deal out in a lot of these races, and that's my big concern. Qualify well, practice well, and then the race begins, and he ends up falling like a rock, and that's not nearly as desirable. Meanwhile, (laughs) there's an Xfinity and Cup Series race on the road course at Indy. He picks Ty Gibbs. Before we get to that. Are we going to get to a point, Trey, where they abandon that and go back to the traditional format, especially when we have seen this current car races better on a style like the Brickyard itself and the Xfinity race as well anywhere. But the the Cup races better on the traditional Brickyard than on the road course, unlike the last car, which is when they made this change. So they've already said that basically next year for the 30th anniversary of racing at Indy, they're going to go back to the Oval. I will add another. Oh, God. <laughs> Never well, thought I would say that, by the way. Uh, add another fact. Um, uh, that uh, Indy, who's take basically this race for Indy, which is the doubleheader weekend with IndyCar, is moving to the Milwaukee Mile next year, so it makes more sense to do that. So I'm going, yeah, it'll be, I believe, my gut is telling me it'll be at the, uh, it'll be at the Oval next year. I would love for it to be there. Um, I never thought I would say that because the old car did not race well on ovals, and now it's like the reverse. The old car raced well on short tracks and road courses, but not ovals. Now this car races well on ovals, but not short tracks and road courses. Um, I, you know, I don't think it'll be a horrible race, 
come Sunday. But we've seen there to be challenges. More on that momentarily. Um, Trey, first of all, before you mock me with my projection, which isn't even going to happen, do you have a projection? I mean, is the easy money on A.J. Allmendinger at a plus money price given how well he's run on the road courses compared to everyone else? I'm going with the guy who's actually beaten SVG. You mean Brody Kostecki, 22-1. to 1. Uh, I know it's another streak, uh, another guy from the um, uh, Australian Supercars. Uh, if I'm like, if I can get a match bet between them, which I think uh, one sportsbook does have, I might do that versus him at SVG. Uh, I really like SVG too. Uh, but if I had to pick an actual driver, I'm going with someone with better odds, who has been in contention for this race for two years in a row. I'm going with Denny Hamlin at 18 to one. I can see both of those. I will throw a different one out. I know you've been down on the Fords, but Austin Sindrick at 28 to 1, he's always been up there at the road course in Indy in particular. Value in that proposition, value with another 28 to 1 in Michael McDowell, which is also worth considering. Chase Briscoe, 65 to 1. That was another one that caught my attention if you're looking at super long shots. Uh, you know, guys like Truex in Tyler Reddick, you know. I mean, I don't think their odds are going to change much between now and the end of practice, so I'd wait on those. Chase Elliott, remember, he ran well on the old road or on the road courses in the older car, not the new car. Getting him at seven to one, I just don't like the price on that. Kyle Larson at ten to one is tempting. Shane Van Ginsbergen as well, five to one or even seven to one. I know there's a tax on him at winning, but that was a street course. This is a road course. They are not the same. They're not totally different. But they're not the same. And no, I'm not going with Ty Gibbs. Uh, you know, I think in all likelihood, actually, he may get his way into the playoff on points. Maybe he flukes his way in by winning the Daytona uh, race in a couple of weeks. But realistically... Better shot to win at Watkins Glen than uh, Indy. I, I think Gibbs, though, to me, strikes me as the type of guy that maybe one of those, he wins once the chase ends up happening, especially if he ends up missing it and the pressure is off at that point. Uh, by the way, I don't even like him in the Xfinity Series race. Just hadn't quite closed the deal. I think Allmendinger is clearly the best bet. Uh, I've gotten burned by Justin Allgaier for a while, but I think he and Austin Hill are both worth at least considering for your projections in that particular discipline. couple minutes left for the ACC, Trey. Um, outside of the Virginia schools, because we can get to those later. Do you have any thoughts and projections on the rest of the ACC to win the conference over-under wins, anything that really tickles your fancy right now? Uh, I'm going under on North Carolina. I'm going over on Clemson and Florida State. And I'm going over on Louisville. And that's about it. Louisville's been a trendy over. Um, I've got two in the ACC. One that we'll get to when we get to the Virginia area schools. So you can probably... <laughs> Virginia. <laughs> over! Alt over! Bowling! All right. Let's cool it now. The other one is Miami under. They're under seven and a half. Shocking. You you fade your own school, your favorite school. I mean, I, first of all, I've done this for a while. And it's it's just like a cash cow. And I don't ever say that, Trey, but prove to me that you can actually show some maturity, not quit. Miami's got losses littered in there. Florida State, Clemson, Texas A&M. They lose one other game somewhere along the way. They're at four. At that point, do you trust them to go to Boston College Thanksgiving weekend where there's 10 people in the stands and it's 10 degrees outside and they actually put up a fight or they lose that game and get to seven and five in the under caches? What's more likely to happen, Trey? I mean, I've outlined how this is going to go. Yeah, I agree with you. Yes! That's a great way to end the fast lane this week. No doubt about it. Trey agreeing with me. So you might as well quit while you're ahead. 
I will say, um, I will also bet North Carolina like an alt over nine and a half. Like I think they're what eight and a half or something. So I think they're going like seven and five or like ten and two. See, like I, I think those are the two polar ends. See, I, I'm with you on North Carolina as well. Louisville's kind of gotten so trendy that you kind of wonder about NC State. I'm intrigued by with Brennan Armstrong and Robert and I. But you know, my big question on them is can Dave Doran put the clamps on stupidity from Doctor Bob with uh, you know let's call a pass to the left tackle on third down and goal against your arch rival. But the North Carolina one, I'm with you. I could easily see the defense being horrible and they're still too soft and they just lose, which has been a Carolina theme. But I could also see just Drake May going wild. I think he's got the ability and watch out for this theory. By the end of the year, Drake May is getting Caleb Williams a push to be the number one pick in the draft because he literally carries North Carolina with no defense and not so great coaching. Yeah, Caleb Williams did that and almost took a team to the playoffs. I just want to point that out. That's worthwhile as well.